Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends, spending time with our wonderful Lord. We continue in the book of Titus, looking at chapter 2, verse 12. Again, one verse today, uh, learning from the school of grace. In today's meditation, we'll examine Titus, examine Titus 2.12 to see what can be learned from the school of grace. Get your thinking caps on, because class is ready to begin. You're the student, and Professor Grace is the teacher, teaching us that, denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Teaching us, the teacher for this course is found in verse 11, for the grace of God that brings salvation hath appeared to all men. If you remember, this grace actually refers to the very person of Jesus Christ. Just as our Lord was called master or teacher by his disciples, we can sit in his classroom and learn, just as Peter and Andrew and James and John learned by sitting at his feet. We have the written word of God and the living example of the Son of God. Both his life and his word are the curriculum from which we will learn. Our consistency in God's word day after day uh, is essential for life's pop quizzes and tests. We never really know when we will face something in life that will make us question God's power or God's love or God's wisdom. A consistent washing with the word of God not only keeps us clean, but purifies our minds from the unpolluted thoughts of doubting that God is who he says he is. What do you call your time with the Lord each day? What do you call it? Quiet time? Devotions? God night time? Favorite time of the day? When do you consistently spend time with the Lord each day? Morning? Evening? Morning and evening? Where do you meet with the Lord? Do you have a set place that is free from distractions? A Matthew 6 closet of sorts? Your own personal meeting house where you meet with God each day? What is your set plan as you spend time with God each day? Do you have a favorite study Bible? Do you have a set of commentaries that help you understand what you're reading? Do you follow a study guide? Now, all these questions I just asked you help to remind us of the importance of entering into God's classroom every day to be taught truths from the greatest teacher in existence. If we don't plan and prepare, we'll end up playing hooky way too often. The phrase in this present world, we are to live sober, righteous, and godly lives in this age or in this world that God has placed us in. Some think it would be easier to live in the days of Little House in the Prairie, uh, where all we'd have to deal with was Nellie's attitude. But God has put us in a technological age with the worldwide web spun all, spun all around us. This high-tech age has its share of temptations, but it also offers high-tech opportunities. For instance, um, how can you use your computer to aid in your personal Bible study and research? Or how can you use high-tech communication to witness to your unbelieving friends? Or in what way can the internet be used to encourage missionaries or missionary kids to live or who live outside of our country? In class today, our life study guide, God's Word, teaches us of two things to deny and three things to do. Number one, deny ungodliness. We must learn to say no and not yes to selfish, ungodly thinking. We must also learn to say no to the teaching, the entertainment, and the subtle swaying of irreverent, ungodly people. If something is not godlike, turn it down, turn it off, or turn and run. We do not have to fear God's judgment if we refuse to live ungodly lives. Number two, deny worldly lust. 
Worldly desires are sins that we want to commit, even if we never have. Lust is simply an intense passion or desire, often for something God never intended for us to have. Paul warns that lust is foolish, senseless, hurtful, and harmful, with the goal of literally plunging men into ruin and destruction. In his second letter to Timothy, he encouraged him to flee or run from lust. Literally, run like a fugitive, never to be caught. He also shared an often overlooked secret on how to run from lust and to run to faithfulness, love, and peace with them that call on God out of a pure heart. In other words, find some friends who walk with God and they will pray for you. Then number one, what are some of the things we need to do? Do live soberly. We are to live with a mind under control and a thought life that pleases God. This is not always easy, but it is possible as we discipline ourselves to put in God's word and put out selfish and sensual thinking. Our goal should be minds based on humility and purity. Romans 12 reminds us that we're not to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. We could say it this way. Don't fool yourself into thinking you're better than you really are. Be honest. Evaluate yourself in a biblical way. Don't waste your time comparing yourself with a worse sinner. Rather, than a holy God. We are all sinners with sinful minds. God's word can help us think more like God or more godly than we normally do. Number two, do live righteously. The word righteous in this verse uh, refers to someone who is honest, just, and fair. He's not crooked or one-sided. You can always trust him. We live in a world plagued by injustice where Christian integrity and even God are questioned. Much of this is because of the unrighteous, unfair, uncaring way that we live. God expects more from us mature believers. Number three, do live godly. Godliness is not simply doing godly things. It is a mindset and a way of life. Godliness is actually God-centeredness. A godly life is devoted to God and dependent on God. It is the opposite of self-centeredness, which is a life totally wrapped up with self. Well, I trust you enjoyed class today. Your homework is simple. Even though living a Christ-centered life in our self-centered world will always be a challenge, God will empower you to deny ungodliness and live godly. God will provide all the strength you need to deny worldly lust by making serious, sober, righteous, and fair decisions to please Him every day. So, see you in school tomorrow. Lord, help us all to learn what we can by your grace in our daily classrooms called life. Hey, our time's up for today, but as I always say, today is a day the Lord made. Let's rejoice, let's be glad in it, and I hope that you have a really, really, really good day.